0: Hello, one and all. Welcome to the Shropshire Football Podcast, episode eight. My name is Luke Hatfield. I'll be hosting you today. I am joined, as ever, by our two Shropshire football know-it-alls in the Shropshire Star office. Firstly, a man with a tan, Joe Edwards. Thank you. Yeah, and a
1: man with a bit of a cough as well. Um, I mean, the tan, you can't see because obviously you're listening, but... um... (laughs) Oh, we should do a the... video podcast for <laughs> yeah. um, radio. Yeah, looking yeah, I've got the light kind of flashing down on my face as well. Um, yeah, I've been to Bauer Vista, Cape Verde for a week. Uh, got back late last night in the office this morning, you know,
0: back on the grind. Um, but yeah, got a bit of a sore throat, so yeah. Not good news. One man without a sore throat and a hot chocolate in hand, Lewis Cox.
2: Hello, Luke. Hello, how are you? Um, tired. You had a long day yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't get in um from Salford till one AM. Who got in later? Joe Edwards or his Cops. How time did you get in?
1: No, it was a decent run from the airport actually, only flew from Birmingham, so oh, yeah. it oh. was uh I was back for eleven.
2: I mean he, you know, travelled significantly further, you know, both compared to Salford, but I may add he didn't um enjoy the M six like myself. So Oh the M six you know. is always
0: wonderful, isn't it?
2: It is particularly bad at that time of night where it's closed at Stoke. Um, So some terrible diversion that lasted about 45 minutes. Um, Yeah, got in at one. I probably lost about half an hour thanks to that. Mm. And yeah, slept comfortably through to a late alarm this morning and back in the office. It all feels sort of merged into one. But here we are, supercharged and ready.
0: Not as supercharged as as the last podcast we did, though. We had food supply. Yeah, we're lacking
2: lacking chips there. Yeah, yeah that,
1: that's it. I was thinking I could do it with a breakfast for a, 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 a hangover, but not, not not alcohol hangover, like a holiday. Hangover, je- hangover. It was more of a more of a, yeah. more of a
0: weather hangover, isn't it? You yeah. Went from, what, how hot was it in it was, Cape Verde?
1: So the morning I leave Cape Verde, which is Wednesday morning, it's twenty five degrees. Right. Um, Very nice and. Yeah, it was a, a very uh, chilling uh, one degree. I think this morning, uh, ice, ice on the ice on the windscreen, very thick layer of ice as well. I had to, you know, really kind of work to get it off with my scraper. So, uh, yeah, a harsh, uh, you know,
2: back to reality for me. The Shropshire That's... listeners could say as thick as your accent.
1: Well, there you go. Yeah,
0: there you go. as, thick oh,
2: as, so as my it's... Black Country accent. Some but, responders uh... have said they've pointed out to me. <laughs> <laughs> Some
0: listeners. <laughs> No, that's it. I mean, it's a bit of a shame that we're not at the chip shop, but I suppose we can, we can organise another trip somewhere else, uh, unless John's happy to have us back, which I'm sure he would be, but we'll have to, we'll have to pay next time, guys. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, I think we can't get away with not paying for food anymore. Um, let's, let's talk about, I mean, we've become regular in our introductions here, talking about something which isn't related to football, normally on the TV.
2: Anyone watching I'm a Celeb? Harry Redknapp, anyone? Is the Pope Catholic? Am I watching? I'm a celeb, of course. It's <laughs> life. Um, didn't see it last night because I was uh, obviously busy in uh, in Salford, so no spoilers. Uh, but yeah, oh, Harry's golden, and in fact, brilliant. I'm, it's a great lineup. It is a great lineup this year. It's one of the best it's been for ages. The celebs are actual celebs. Great names. Um, I didn't see last night, but obviously Noel Edmonds is going in, which is unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, the Governor's from the Chase, Nick Knowles. Nice. Names. Mate, just absolute names. More names than in the running for a Shrewsbury Town job. Yeah, um I mean I'll take Harry, to <laughs> be honest. <laughs> but he's obviously got a better offer at the minute. I mean he, he apparently being paid six hundred grand to be out there. I don't know if town could quite match that, you know. <laughs> but um yeah, I don't think we'll see uh, Harry at the uh, at the meadow when he comes out not, of the jungle. Um not be- bad salary that. Um, what best part oh, of oh, half a million oh to do it yeah Noel Edmonds apparently getting a 600k as well um, wow uh, I'm yet
1: to see uh, a single episode <laughs> obviously being in in a in old Cape Verde, where the rooms uh, the rooms had mainly German channels. Oh, really? A large German contingent in a in Bama Vista, Cape Verde, at the Rio Touareg Resort. Shout out to uh, Rio. You have to, to a free Tureg. holiday. Well, I tell you what. We'll yeah, give we'll... me, me a free one. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll happily pay again. But, we'll, uh, we'll do a pod, podcast from there. Yeah, 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 oh yeah. In the one of its many uh, sw- swim-up bars. Ooh, yeah. Big fan. Oh, yeah, A couple yeah.
2: of a couple of things before we actually move on to any football, just related to what we're talking about. I'm a celeb. I'm missing Ant desperately. I um, quite like Holly though. For the record, Holly Willoughby is doing a good job, and like, it's just not the same, is it? It's just not the mm. same. Um, you know, they're not. You know, Holly's banter's is good, and obviously Dex sort of carrying it, but Holly's banter's is pretty decent. But they're not bouncing off each other like yeah, Ant yeah. and Dex do, and that's that's making me sad. You know, the sad life I lead, That those kind of things upset me, and that's upsetting me massively. Um, but, you know, I'm managing to 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 get by you, without... You're coping. Yeah, coping, I think, is the best way of putting it. And the other thing, just related to Joe's holiday, Boa Vista, uh, just from football manager experience, they play in the Portuguese top flight, I think, and I just... the
1: the I'll check this out, that they're not the same thing. They're not. So, oh. right. so, so I, Boa Vista, oh, did, I think Liverpool... Did they Possibly. play them in that UEFA Cup run in 2000? I don't know if it was either the semi final or yeah, I think so, right some, that. something like it. it seems to ring a bell. But they're based in Porto, in Portugal. So there are two uh, Boa Vista. Uh, yeah, Europe. and the Boa Vista I went to is Boa Space Vista. Ah. So I, I, I thought that myself. I, I had a quick Google while I was there. But, uh, I don't think
2: there is a link.
0: Just like Birmingham, Alabama, isn't it? All
2: yeah. over the um... <laughs> There's a Shrewsbury in America. Is there? I think. Uh, someone can correct me, but yeah, maybe we should go.
0: Yeah, I, see. I mean, there's a lot of there's a
2: lot of that. Boston. Yeah, yeah. New York. You New, New York. Uruguay have a team called Liverpool and a team called Arsenal, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, there's a
1: there's a, there's a will and All in Greece.
2: Ooh, <laughs> 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 uh, People I, I, from Shropshire, don't know where Willingall. is. Uh, uh, to be fair, I, I've but, been
1: there. It's called Cavos. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's it's like it's, it's like all, all town centre with a
0: beach. Oh, all <laughs> right. Well, <let's laughs> see what you did there. What, what uh, more could you want? <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about some football, shall we? Seven minutes in. Um, Aski's gone. What's seems the news? As, Anything going on? Seems yeah. like ages ago that, doesn't it? I mean, we recorded the, the podcast from the chip shop in Bridge North, uh, what, a couple of days before he went, obviously, the FA Cup yeah. game against Salford, uh, the first game, which he drew. Um, I can't say it's a big surprise after that, although Shrewsbury didn't cover themselves in glory with the... With the announcement they made immediately following the reports a couple of
2: days earlier. Right, yeah, I think it's worth just going back to that part of what we were discussing. We actually did that on the Wednesday, which was the day the Sun um, piece came out, weren't we? We were discussing it with John Passaris, um, and yeah, we we were saying I think if I if I'm right in remembering, you know, how big is this this FA Cup game for for Askey Maybe in the in the scheme of League One, and you know, could he could he survive a a non-league FA Cup exit to Salford, who admittedly aren't your usual non-league club. And I was doubtful. I can't remember what I said at the time. I think John said as well, you know, he'd he'd do well to survive a defeat there. And, you know, it wasn't a defeat, was it? It was a draw. It was a bit of a nothing tie. You know, Towns went ahead, but were immediately pegged back. And the second half was an absolute nothingness. When you want Towns to go on and fight to, to beat this team, they should be beaten. There was no sort of umph or tempo or very few chances until maybe the last five ten minutes, and no atmosphere. It was very very uh, just the whole atmosphere, the whole the whole thing inside the meadow was pretty dead. Um, and but I but I didn't expect what came at full time, um, mm. which was a, a, a significant section of town fans calling for the manager's head, using colourful language, you know, f off ASCII, which was pretty. Pretty strong, yeah. It was pretty. I was pretty surprised to hear it. You know, it. I mean, it was on. It was on. I've heard a couple of people say this. It was on Remembrance Sunday. So, it, it could could anyone say it was a bit tasteless? You know, a couple of hours after having a minute's silence and respect and all that. Possibly. I, I thought
1: it was a bit out of order, to be honest. It, um, yeah. I, I remember seeing it, and and I, I know if football's an emotional game. We've all been there. Um, yeah, I I don't think you know obviously you know at we want Askey out, so i think that, that that would that would have been fine that, that gets that gets which they also chanted. yeah but yeah, yeah. That, that, gets get, your point across. that gets the point across you know in p- pretty obvious terms and you know just to you know hurl her swear words at him he, i don't think he necessarily deserved that i mean you know he's he's he, he things didn't go right, right for him and he was almost on a hide into nothing from the start mm-hmm. really um but he tried his utmost and um as I say, whenever I interviewed him I thought he came across pretty well I mean he's not not charismatic he's not Mm. he's not the one who's gonna you know get the fans really you know buoyed up riled up for the you know to go and support the team but Mm. I I don't think you
2: know he's a a bad
1: bloke at all in terms Um, of
2: results I don't think he did too bad a job why the chance really surprised me at the end of the game there there weren't too much I mean I say it was a dead atmosphere there weren't Any booze or anything during the game? Mm. Uh, I think town fans maybe were resigned that the team aren't going to do anything here. This is just going to see out 1-1, or Salford are going to get a winner if anything. There are a couple of shouts I remember from the south stand, but I can't. You know, there's certainly no no uh, anger directed at the manager Mm. during the match. And as full time whistle went, I think the manager actually walked out onto the pitch. Sometimes he's just giving the fans a little clap and shot off down the tunnel, but. I think he was walking out onto the pitch when all this chanting started and yeah it was really uncomfortable to, to hear for him and you know obviously we were, we'll touch upon what, what you raised there Luke about the club's dismissal of him after giving them the backing mm. and all that but we went in after the sofa tie did a quite an uncomfortable interview you know with him where we of course had to ask him about the response of the supporters and you know he he um, he passed the, some of the blame onto ourselves in the press yeah. um, myself and that created another storm, and you know that was Sunday night and Monday Monday morning, Monday afternoon. He was he was gone, so it all happened very quickly.
1: Yeah, and, and another fact, I said the f off ASCII chance were out of order, but course I think ASCII, not not just because we're media ourselves. Yeah. I think if I'm looking it from a fan in in the fans' eyes as well. Yeah. If I'm looking at it as just as a purely as a follower of football, I think again ASCII... Was out, a bit out of order himself there. Um, I just don't think you know that's the way to go. Um, that, you know, it's 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 not it's not the media's fault. It's not it's not really it's not really anyone's fault, really. Of, just, course, he yeah, mistakes, of me, course, he made yeah. mistakes. Of course, he made mistakes. He'll admit that. And obviously, um, you know, mm-hmm. Tanoirak he might think that they made a mistake coming out with his statement. You know, backing, backing him so mm-hmm. diligently and then letting him go a few days later. Everyone makes mistakes and uh, it just wasn't sometimes it's just not the right man you know not yeah. the right club and I think that was just what it was this time
0: this is the thing right? I had a lot a lot of respect for John Askey in terms of he's he's obviously done a good job in his previous role he was there for ages it was Macclesfield he's come in and he, he, as we said he was on a hiding to nothing right? you've, you've had Paul Hurst you are succeeding he, Paul Hurst did a fantastic job there's no ifs and buts about that nearly got Shrewsbury Town into the championship 90 minutes 90 minutes off it um, for me when you go out and you start blaming the local media or any media in fact for a defeat not only is it it's, it's a shot uh, I'm saying it from a media point of view mm-hmm. in terms of, I'm a little bit biased in this respect it's not only a shot at the person you're speaking to um, because I mean any journalist Lewis, Joe, yourself you try and maintain a prof- professional relationship with these people yes yeah. you can sit there and I don't think there's any reporter at any club who doesn't want that team to do well. Yeah. No. Nah. There's very few reporters who, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i an Aston Villa fan. By when I was, I was raised in Aston Villa fan, I go to West Brom Games, I want them to do well. Yeah. It's much better to write about a win. It's much better yeah. to report on it. So taking a shot at the me, media, not only is it uh, very frustrating for the person who's doing the job, so Lewis, I can't imagine what it was like after that. I imagine it, it does put you on an island a little bit, especially if there are other media around. Yeah, It's it's disappointing in that respect. But also, I think it passes the buck a lot because the fans will sit there and be like, it's not Lewis's fault that we've <laughs> no. lost this game. What's no. Lewis done? Yes, he might have written something which a player might have read and been like, oh, well, I can't believe he's written that. But at the end of the day, Lewis isn't on the pitch playing the game. You know what I mean? is or picking a team or it, making some. exactly you're, you're not or, you're like, you're not you're not offering any tactical input. Yeah. you're writing something, and if he wants to pass the then to be honest, I lost a lot of respect for him when he did yeah. that. Yeah,
2: I um we, we had a decent rela- we had a good relationship, and I like I do feel for, obviously that interview came just after the chance, and he'd have felt under real pre- you know. I understand that he would have been emotional, um, so, at so the maybe same time. he was looking for other reasons why things aren't going well. But I would um, defend anything of any piece I've written. Um, this season, uh, whether it's a comment, analysis piece on a game, or or a report, or some quotes or whatever, I would anything that wrote, wrote has been fair and well, try to be balanced.
1: Well, I see. That's that's what you're there to do. It's, yeah. You can't be the, the the manager's best friend. Of course, you want to have a good working mm-hmm. relationship with managers, and I mean, it's you know, I've, I've just been chatting to Gavin in this afternoon, and we'll have, we'll have a good chat and. You know, we'll be, be pleasant with each other, but you don't. You don't want to. You can't be as a as a as a local media be, you know, the manager's best friend, but at the same time, you can't be kind of the the enemy, or so to speak. You've got to mm. tell that line, and you know, we all try our best to tell that line. And, and in Lewis's case, it's, it's done what a, you know, a reporter of a local football club is there to do and, and ask yeah he was, he was out of order
2: I, I dug them out a couple of times when I felt they deserved it and I, yeah, I, I think it was complete, I, there wasn't a
0: single piece written about Shrewsbury Town nah. which I think was crossing a line or even I mean some of them weren't even close to it I a thought lot, at some points you were maybe going even a little bit easier yeah
2: a lot of fans lost their heads after I did a, uh, my analysis mm. piece which I do every week um, after the Oxford game which was possibly the most underwhelming and, and, and poor performance I can remember maybe in my three years covering the club mm. just in terms of the context of you know how they beat Barnsley a few days before and it was getting Askey's reign off and running or whatever um, yeah and that that got fans talking or whatever just because I was a bit scathing but it was just an honest analysis piece like anything else and I think maybe you know what I don't know but did Askey mean to come out and blame the wider media he could have said you know the stuff in the Sun hasn't helped which was before the Salford game which was nothing to do with myself obviously despite some rumours that I sold the story to the Sun that (laughs) that didn't happen
0: Always a little bit different when you're blaming the national press as well with local press you're dealing with it day in day out a national national writer is more likely to stick the knife in because
2: their lifeblood doesn't depend on getting into the club every day you know what I mean Yeah he didn't have to turn up the, the Sun writer didn't have to turn up at the game and face him or whatever and there were there were because it was a Sunday game because it was a potential cut banana skin there were national press there I can remember correspondence from the Mail um, Star Times I think there guys I know um, that were standing in on this interview and, and when he blamed me sort of all looked my way and we sort of raised eyebrows and obviously chatting with them afterwards you know they they all know the same you know that he's got hiding to nothing when he's trying to blame the, the, the press especially the local press and mm. after I finished my questioning to asky that day they were asking him you know of course the Nationals were interested in the, the booze line weren't they you know were, are you surprised by this a victory from the fans all that and, and asky was being forced to to speak about it I mean I'm always balanced like you said I, I was behind not behind sorry I was fair and supportive of his regime for, for the entire way but long after many fans had started to turn I was still writing, look, it's early, it's transitional period, look, they're playing well, not getting the results. They're very much on his side. Mm. And because he'd bought some decent players in, yeah, they're lacking in certain areas, but could see that they were playing well here and there and but you know, that 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 doesn't wash for three, four months, does it, clearly? When yeah. when you you're like on the edge of the bottom four and yeah, it was an interesting night that Sunday night. Um I just you know, water off a duck's back really and Asky was under pressure. I was I knew we were going to see him the next day. Um, for press for the <coughs> trade uh, I think with crew um, obviously that didn't happen in the end uh, because he was he was sacked along with his two uh, colleagues that day so didn 't really have to see him again although he did drive past me uh, we we're on the car park of the training ground yeah and Janasky and John firelan drove out leaving and the manager waved this is the day after he called us all out mm. it? waved and I just thought it was a you know knowd this was maybe twenty minutes before I'd got a tip off about him being sacked, so I just thought it was. Oh, he's waving. Just gave him a wave, and he just, he was smiling. and It was. I didn't get any impression really. I just thought they were driving up to the stadium, or so that was really interesting. That was my my body memory. Him drop waving on the way out, which is better than him calling me out on record, I suppose. But yeah, um, yeah, I sent him a little message after of um, you know all the best and good luck and all that, and thanks for being. So he was a gent with us. Yeah, you know. But apart from I guess that last interview, but I've got. You know, he, he was under pressure, and after it's an
0: emotional time as well. I, yeah. mean, I can't imagine any other job where you will be in your working environment and you will have people effing and blinding at you for not doing it. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. especially in such a public no, I agree place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if one of us were to write something which was completely untrue, then we'd fully imagine to be yeah. pulled into an office and and maybe had the editor of have quite a pop at us, but it's not in yeah. such a public...
2: And, yeah, and he he probably, he may have, I don't know, meant to to have a go at the sun and with all the headlines they'd been making in the week. But, you know, the way he said it, when I mean, he went sort of, such as yourself, um, to me, it looked like he was pointing a finger at me, which I think is un- unjust and unfair. But, yeah, I would um, wish him all the best because, you know, I think he was unfortunate in, in some of the ways he was treated by support. But, you know, he did a lot of things wrong. So... Mm. You know, we've uh, we've moved on significantly since then. In, in the ten days since um, ten days without a gaffer, it's uh, not not a short period, is it? They're they're certainly taking their time, but it's going pretty well.
0: Taking their time, and I suppose that's the right thing to do. One one final thing on atmosphere and stuff like yeah, it's a bit odd, isn't it, when you're when you're at a game and you can physically see the fans turn. Joe Joe and myself, we were at the Villa game when the Villa three Preston three. Oh yeah. Uh, I know this is a podcast, so I'll be quick with this. But there was a specific moment in that game when I think it was James Chester got sent off, yeah. and then Villa, it turned. You could tell the fans were is a click of the fingers, and the fans are all on the manager.
2: Yeah, like, like there was a large percentage of Villa fans that were Bruce out for a while. There was a large percentage of Town fans that were Askie out for a while. But there weren't much vitriolic games, like mm. if any, really, other than the odd fella shouting or whatever. But all through the sofa game, there was nothing, and when that all came at full time, it sort of spread. It mm. weren't just you know fifty fans. It, and you, I got the impression that it just been bubbling for a while. You know, mm. like when you, like you got, uh, fizz up champagne and you got the cork and it just explodes. Mm. It was literally like that for a few weeks. It just all all the fans let their emotion out and their their feelings because you know he still had his supporters in, in the town fan base, but there were fairly few and far between. You know, some wanted him to get more time and could see shoots of positivity but you know the guy i felt i I did a video with tom leach um after the game and Mm. i said it seems like it could be a long way back after that fan response you know can he turn around after that very doubtful and then yeah less than 24 hours later he's gone right call all things considered yeah i think so um like i say i i think he had it difficult and hiding to nothing is close to how it was to be fair um the serious transitional period over the summer. Um, Bought in some good players, got some good results, but there was no consistency, and you didn't really think they were improving. In Mm. fact, they're probably slightly better performance levels at the start of the season, and it was looking ominous for a while, so, yeah. Yeah, now, obviously, we've seen Danny
0: Coyne fill in, and he's done so very ably. We're going to get on to some of the runners and riders shortly, Um, but we have seen a response from the team, haven't we? They've they've been great since...
2: (laughs) Well, how you know the first interview with with Danny Coyne, he um, talked about up in standards, um, you know levels in training, and uh, he didn't have to come and say that. I mean, we asked him and he freely said it. That's from his view, having seen training under Askey and so on, um, and I think it was quite telling. You know, there were a lot. I'm sure town fans have heard there were a lot of rumours that training wasn't up to the required standard un- mm. under John Askey. You know, certainly that the, the level it was at under Paul Hurst last season and. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to say whether I've heard anything to to back that up, but you know, I think performance levels. It's quite obvious that Shrewsbury weren't fit enough. Mm. For, you know, getting tired at the end of games, and you know, Cooney's come in and said, you know, we need to make training livelier and up, up the tempo and standard of, of training. I think that says a lot. You know, I really do. Um, and you know, a, a bit of a boost to everyone. They ought the, the the respect there for Danny Cohen is. Is there for all to see. It's um, they they love him, they respect him, they're, they're playing for him, and he's a great guy behind mm. the scenes. You know, on the training pitch, he's got Eric Ramsey with them, with him there training, who's receiving absolute rave reviews for his for his coaching. I think he's in his early thirties. Ramsay, formerly of Swansea, he's got all the badges, all the qualifications you could want. I think he's a serious asset to the club that we'll see come to the fore. You know, it comes to the first team in, in coming years rather than being in the academy. But he's, mm. his training is spot on, apparently. And, and Corny's there organising it all, um, doing a great job. And yeah, the the response from the team to that change has been top notch. You know, they won a crew in the Checker trade. You're thinking, oh, it's just the Checker trade. They made 11 changes. Yeah. But they backed it up in the league in the FA Cup. And that FA Cup game as well but is probably the biggest
0: barometer of the change because. Salford were at home this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Shrewsbury's performance was much improved, wasn't it? Yeah,
2: town were um, you know, it was three one obviously it was two one and town got a late added time goal, but that w- wasn't really a true reflection on it. Town were the better side by a distance that, you know, hit the post and um, Neil in the in the Salford goal, the former town keeper made some great, great saves. It looked like he was gonna have the day of his life, but town's difference and, and clash just shone through and he has got on working harder, pressing harder. Um and I think it's showing I think whichever gaffer comes in here has got a very decent the, the outlook of it now compared to a fortnight ago. You know, these good players, you have Norbans, Doherty's, Okanabiri's is starting to show how good he is, which is very good by the way. Got such a good group of players to, to mm. come into and you know, some people joked after the league win over Rochdale at the weekend that town was seven points from the playoffs but it's not really a joke, is it? It's a fact. Like, you, yeah. know, you know, <laughs> we're, we're not halfway through the league season. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they've got the firepower to do it, but every, every chance that if the right appointment comes in and clicks, they can easily get in the top half. They can mm. get in the top half in five games' time and to keep winning. They've got games against teams around them and the squad's there to do it. You know, a bit light in attack, maybe, but, um, yeah, so happy for Danny Coyne because, Two years ago, before Paul Hurst, he lost four from four as caretaker. Yeah. And it was horrid and horrible for him. And possibly a reason why he doesn't want it now, because, you know, he said to me, football's fickle. You take how he's going now, but he remembers what it was like then. And, you know, he just sees himself as a goalie coach. Fine. You know, respect for him for that. It's no lack of ambition at all. I don't think that's just how he sees it. And, you know, he's vital to the club when the new manager comes in. But what a job he's doing and he's easing pressure on the town board to make a quick appointment because they're winning. That's it. So let's talk about some of
0: the runners and riders. We have got a segment for you prepared for for both of you guys called In The Running. Segment. Mm -hmm. Now you will see I've got a mug. The listeners won't see this but Joe and Lewis will. I've got a mug here. Which says my heart belongs to Dublin. Uh, And a picture of Mickey Mouse for some reason. (laughs) Who knows it's not mine. (laughs) This is a Nathan (laughs) Judas special. Oh right. Anyway.
2: Is there a Disneyland in Dublin? Maybe. Who knows?
0: I've no. never, I've never actually been. No, no I've really. been to Dublin. I, I didn't see one. <laughs> do you remember much of that trip? Guinness? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So the the way this works is I have put pictures of the player, people in the running for the managerial actual pictures, actual pictures of the managers. Well, that's great podcast material. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna <laughs> give it a shake. <laughs> You're gonna have to pull out a picture, and then we will discuss that person. Like so, it.
2: I'm a big fan of this effort you've put it in it. Dude. When oh. you said pictures, I thought like you'd drawn them, but I presume you printed them off, <laughs> right. obviously. They've been printed um, off. They've been <laughs> <pretty> <laughs> off. So like, Joe's
0: taken the first one. Who who have you got, Joe? It's uh, the one and only Paul
2: Hurst. Paul Hurst. Paul Hurst was a favourite for the job. Eight to one now. I mean, this, he's certainly been in the news, hasn't he? There's so much to discuss in this fortnightly podcast. I mean, it's an actual joke this time around. Um, wow, Paul Hurst. I mean... Came back. came back. Joe is holding a picture of Paul Hurst up um, As if it's a Paul Hurst head. mask? Yeah, I mean, he's significantly taller than Paul Hurst. <laughs> he's probably got like twice the height yeah. of him as, uh, as Joe Edwards' uh, tall friend. Um, Paul Hurst, wow. I mean, you know, this makes me think of, obviously, Chief Exec Brian Caldwell's interview last week mm. um, where he came out and put it to bed, you know. It's not going to happen, is it? No, because fans were saying, you know... Let bygones be bygones. Yeah, I oh, don't get me wrong. There's a split. Some fans don't want to see him back. They want to look forward, not back. But some were saying, you know, forgive and forget. You know, we don't care how he left for Ipswich. You know, whatever. But you know, Brian Caldwell cares, and I think Roland Witchley, the chairman, cares how he left. And it's a shame how he left because had he not left like that, by now he'd have walked straight back in a, a hero. Yeah. Um, I say it's a shame. It would have been. It would have been fun there'd have been no of this animosity towards him because of the way he left. I think he'd have got pretty much a hero's welcome and within a couple of wins everyone would have loved him again. You know, there's that. But I do like the saying never go back and I do like looking forward. But anyway, yeah, Brian Caldwell's Having none of it, is he? Um, nope. He's, you know, he came out and spoke about how Paul Erst cleared up his. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, Joe. You he cleared you were, up his desk. You were away, you, were, weren't you? Yeah, clear, was, cleared his yeah. desk before Wembley, which was a rumor doing the rounds, which I'd heard, various sources. Um, and and yeah, Brian Caldwell confirmed it. You know that. I mean, that's. It's. I personally think it's pretty damning, and I think it's if it's true in the case, which which I believe it is. I think it's it's pretty poor. You know, we we. We knew, you know, we're not stupid or naive, you know, we, we knew it started coming out the next day after the, the Rotherham game that it was off that it had been sorted before and, mm. you know, and Brian Caldwell says he got a call from her agent at 10am, you know, but but he could have gone to get his stuff from Shrewsbury mm. after, you know, there was no, yeah. any, any, uh, you know, this is not a public sort of hammering of, of Paul Hurst because I'm a big fan but i on the coach home from Wembley, you know, he told the chairman and players plans for, for next season when, you know, 12 hours yeah. later he was going to be so of finalising his switch yeah.
1: which move I remember, I think if I remember right, because we were at Balfour Wembley, yeah. I think you went to do players, was he, in the mix? Yeah, though? you, you and, did the interview. And I did the interview, yeah. uh, was in for Paul Hurst's uh, past match presser, and he just ca- kind of got the sense that while, obviously he was naturally quite disappointed that they didn't win, he wasn't like, you know, down on the floor, he wasn't, yeah. you know, he, you kind of sensed in the back of your mind that Hold on a bit, Hold on a bit. He's he's a bit more chirpy than he perhaps should, should be. be. Um, he had that safety net. He, he had that safety net. I think, and obviously he was he was onto a winner either way. Hmm. Um, well, at, at least he, he thought initially, obviously, to out to be a bit of a dud it switch. But um, yeah, um, yeah, it was a bit of a strange day that one was because it was so so much anticipation. Anticipation It was a interview. horrible day, uh, not it? Honestly. It was complete contrast. <laughs> so the start of the day was absolutely buzzing, and then the end of the day it was flat. And everybody then looked towards you know the next you know week or something, yeah. and thought this group of players and this manager you know could well soon be on the way, which it turned out to be.
2: I think yeah. um, you know it's it's very obvious from from Caldwell's interview that it's not going to happen. You know I've heard rumours that the chief executive the chairman are. Uh, and not in agreement of this, and, and the, the chairman might have been persuaded or whatever, but from what Brian Caldwell tells us, you know, they're very much on the same page here, um, you know, they're on on the Paul Hurst stance. Um, we had Paul Hurst's agent chirping up over the weekend with, mm-hmm. with a, another newspaper, saying that there, there had been contact. Well, you know, I've, I've seen someone say, well, what's contact? I, I'm sure the agents probably made a call to Shrewsbury, but, you know, I think Shrews would have made their <coughs> position quite clear.
0: One thing um, I will say is, though, I mean... Shrewsbury Town said that John Askey wasn't going to get the boot, and he did.
2: Yeah, you can yeah, yeah, You can say this. Um, you know, you could say that Brian Caldwell's couple of interviews on Askey, perhaps he backed himself into a corner with the backing of him, you know. Mm. So they totally dismissed the Sun thing. Um, after the Wimbledon game, which was the weekend before, Askey's last league game came on and said, patience, you know, want him to do well, as as we can be and all that. Um, and then... You know, after a sulfur draw, they 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 sacked him, not a defeat, and, and ASCII's league record was something like four wins in nine, which is not, not bad. Um you know, obviously I think the club were prompted to, to make their decision and act by the fans' response to mm-hmm. ASCII But yeah, on the Hearst thing it's it's not gonna happen and yeah, on one side it's a shame, but look forward and you know, a new fresh start, a new pair of eyes, hopefully a new favourite. Maybe. It's going to be really embarrassing when I pick out a picture of a manager that I've never seen before and don't know who. Well, if
0: you show me, I know him all, mate. Okay.
2: Don't I'm worry. they for... have initials put... on there, Jackson. Jackson. I've prepared.
0: Here we go. Lewis Cox is in. We're going to have to, we're going to, have to run through these because we have, we have got a fair bit left. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Who's this yeah. man?
2: This man is Fergie time. Fergie time. Darren
0: Ferguson. Ten could do a lot worse than him. Strong that, opinion from that, David. That's That's
1: the first. As soon as I saw you know your story on this, I was waiting for the play I thought <laughs> Town could do a lot worse than Darren Ferguson. That might be an unpopular opinion, but I think his resume is as strong as any other contenders, probably the strongest. Yeah, yeah. Um, resume, and I think Town have gone for this approach now with up-and-coming managers. Yeah, it works a treat with Hurst, which and is what Brian wants to stick to. Really. Which, which I don't necessarily agree with myself. But if the, if it's the way the club want to go, it's the way the club want to go. But I feel like you know, if you if you're looking for uh, a period of stability and not hovering around the relegation zone. I think it, you could do a lot worse than, uh, than Darren Ferguson, who's he, he, you know has done a good job. At, he did a very good job at Peterborough. He did a pretty st- steady job at Doncaster. Of course, had that relegation, but got him back up at the first attempt. Um, didn't do very well at Preston, but he's obviously got um, you know extensive uh, contacts. Least uh, promotions. In, in promotions experience at a level and yeah he, he ticks a fair few boxes in my eyes it's just mm. whether he ticks them for the club who, who as Lewis has said has got this you know want this up and coming manager but for me if you've got somebody who now the level and has proved they can have success there he's certainly, certainly worth a look or worth an interview all, 20 to 1 with
0: the bookies by the way
2: by all accounts Ferguson wants to get back in the game um, I believe he's still living down um, where he was at Peterborough, but obviously you know he has links. I think he played with, played for Wolves, didn't he? And he played for Wrexham, yeah. Um, yeah. So he links to this area ish. Um, I agree with what Joe said. I, from what I can see, when he left Doncaster, which was uh, the end of last season, season the summer, yeah, um, it was sort of discussions with the board, possibly about the budget. I've heard and read, um, which at Doncaster are comparable to Shrewsbury, not sure, but. May Ferguson hold out for something a bit better up in League One with a bit of a more rosy budget. So there's that from Ferguson's side. I know he's interested in in management, but um, he might. You know, Brian Caldwell is concerned that these League One merry-go-round managers or managers that have had a few clubs, better clubs in League One or whatever, see this job as a step down as a coming on the way down, mm. rather than a manager that's going the other way, which I I understand and I get, and you know you've got to credit Caldwell and the club for trying to stick to their principles. But you know, you know, obviously if the Hurst thing hadn't happened, then they'd have gone for him. If I don't want to ruin your mug game, Luke, but if Gary Bowyer was uh, interested the about you know interested, they'd go for him, and he's a League One, you could yeah. say, merry-go-round. But you know, been in League One, you know, hecking by him if he was interested. So I don't think they limiting themselves to these up and coming I think if the right person was, was available they'd still have him like Ala, la Bowie, Heckingbottom, Hurst. but Ferguson I, I'm just not sure if it's um, a bit too much of a step down for Ferguson as bad as that sounds he managed Doncaster in League 2 of course but I think he might be holding out for better hmm. next one's hey, gonna one, are you not going to pick one Luke? I'm not going to pick one no ok
0: Joe Edwards, hit me with it. Hit me with it. Who's on this piece of paper? This is exciting. Yeah, it's Gary
1: Bayer, and I think we've just said there, I don't think it's going to happen. It, it's, I don't yeah. think it's one he's interested in, so I, I think we can pretty much put a red cross for that one.
0: Yes. 12,
2: 12 to 1 now. I, it's, it's a shame. I, I'd um, heard and thought that he was the one. Uh, I must be honest. He's someone, Shoes, we've approached before. Um, you don't quite know about Bowyer's. <laughs> Personal um, stance, or so a couple of rumours doing around that he's family illness, that, that kind of thing, whether he's ready to end his sabbatical and get back in the game. Mm. Um, but, you know, he's been a target before. Um, I've, I've heard that he was actually a target in the summer um, before asking which is really interesting. But, you know, cl- clearly impressed with what he achieved at uh, Blackpool in League One, and, and he'd have been my choice. Um, but yeah no, no interest from from his quarter is is the line that we've got and I think it's a shame because I think a lot of fans wanted him I think the club would have liked to appoint him and I think he'd have done a great job but yeah we'll have to um, go beyond Mr. Bowyer beyond him Lewis hopefully not to his namesake Lee no but I think that no, will Lee be Lee Bowyer happening.
0: is not in this, list, no, this, no, no. this this
2: couple of pictures who have we got here then well how's that Mr. Chris Doig, <laughs> Mr. Chris Doig, seven family to one. Formerly of Paul Hurst fame.
1: Surely the same applies to to him as 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 does to to Hurst. To, to be honest, yeah. it's it, it's. You know, if you're not going to bring back Paul, you know, why would you bring back Chris? And uh, you know, Chris again, very successful as as um, you know Paul Hurst's assistant. But uh, you know, if you're going to bring anyone back, and I think. From what I can see, I know Hurst, you know, has probably got his eye on a few clubs. Uh, you know, not to yep. Bradford, yep. Um, you know, being w- just, uh, Wimbledon, Wimbledon being another one as well. Um, but if the offer was right, you'd suspect that Hurst would go back. So if Hurst would be willing to, why would you have a look him and, and go for Dewey? Um Just wouldn't really make that much sense to me. That's not to discredit, you know, Doig's work in the game, very, very highly respected coach, but. I feel like if you you know you're going to get rid of, of a of a manager you know a, a manager like Askey you know and then take a punt on somebody f- who's going to be his first job. I, I, no, I just can't say that. Yeah, Good the, point. The, well, the, well. the Doyle
2: link came out yesterday, and simply, it's not going to happen. You know, I'm sure he's he, well. I know he's keen to become a manager and not just an assistant. I know he was uh, frustrated, maybe that he wasn't. Considered in the summer when Hurst went to Ipswich, and he was just automatically assumed he was part of that package. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's not not going to happen. He's part of the part of the sad departure of Hurst. Sadly, he would have
1: to cut his teeth, um, yeah. labour down the pyramid. Um, yeah. sh- surely, I mean, you know, it, Hurst started, I think, on league, didn't they? He's not long um, resided as a player, though. Yeah, is, yeah, and I think I think. Uh, he'd, he'd do very well to get a, a, a job in a league, but I suspect if he wants to branch out on his own, non league would be uh, the level he'd have to start. Yeah, yeah. Next, one, okay. next one, next one, next one. And while
2: Joe's picking for the record, I think Georgie will will follow um, wherever Hurst's next job is.
1: Yeah, I think that's a, just the m- most reasonable thing to do. And here he is, Kevin Nowland. Kevin um, Nowland. For me, this doesn't appeal uh, all that much. Okay. Um, if I was a fan, um I don't know. It, it it just doesn't seem quite the appointment. I mean, he, he was at Not County and things didn't really end very no. well there.
2: Um Do you not see him as a fit for Shrewsbury? No, not really.
1: No, no I don't. Um I think their their, you know, kind of profile of up and coming managers is kind of people who Necessarily, don't have that name value. Yeah. It's, it's people who are kind of, you know, we've gone under the radar. Uh, you know, not many people knew Paul Hurst, and yep. not many people knew John Askey In the, in the wider terms of football, mm-hmm. yeah. Kevin Nowland has played in the Premier League. Yeah, four hundred games, four hundred games in the Premier League. And, he, and if he became Shrewsby Town manager, it'd be very similar to. Jerry Barton at Fleetwood the, the wider attention there is he's increased but, yeah. then, but then there's increased scrutiny uh, mm-hmm. with that as well so I'd be very surprised to see that
2: one I think he's interested to get back in I think he's interested in becoming Shrewsbury manager um, I do agree with what Joe said I have my reservations um, I have received excellent reports from Notts County because he took them to the playoffs semis last year I think they lost to Cov um, I think I'm right in saying it. of course went up in the end in the semi-finals mm-hmm. um, now I don't know what the budget is like at Notts County for League 2 I don't think it's too bad I think it's pretty healthy but the job he did to take them to the, to the playoffs was pretty impressive I don't think that was expected at all and you know they, they came away from the boil at the back end of last season and that carried over into into this I think it was sacked five games in which is ridiculously short amount of time um, my Knox County um, equivalent, uh, the, the writer there absolutely waxes lyrical about him and and says they they shouldn't have got got rid of him at the start of the season. And of course, he's also been touted for a return there. Mm. Um, I don't think too many Notts County fans are interested in that. But yeah, there's, there's interest from Kevin Nolan, which you know we, we look at the pool of how many realistic you know approaches or appointments that could be made, and, and there aren't too many, I don't think, from my point of view. Um, so. Keep your eye out, I would say, but I, I do agree with Joe in that I, there are some areas which he doesn't really fit into Shrewsbury's ethos. Yeah, 7-2 to two with the bookies.
0: Next one. Here we go. we got
2: three left. Okay, who we got here? <coughs> this feels a bit like Christmas. Oh. This is, is Michael Flynn. No, it's not. No, it's not. Are Sam you Rick joking Rick it's, me? It's Sam Oh, Rick that's it's... so embarrassing. But it does look like a picture of Michael Flynn <coughs> on our <system. coughs> From the side. Um, yeah, there must be similar. Maybe they're the same person. I don't know. No, it's definitely Sam Ricketts. Joe can tell me that as a Wolves fan. Yeah, that's Sam Ricketts. Yeah. We'll keep that clip for when he gets appointed and uh, yeah, play yeah, it that, to that him. Go down well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, this is Sam Ricketts who, you know, uh very two, much... Two to one with the rookies. Is he? He's very much a front-runner, isn't he? Very much a favourite. Um, I think there's interest from Sam Ricketts. I think there would be. You know, clearly he's towing the Wrexham party line and not coming out and saying, you know come and get me, but it's as good as, you know, he's not dismissed it as, mm. he's not ruled it out, he's not said, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be interested in this, he's going to be ambitious, and despite the fact he's had three months in management, I think he'd jump at the chance, I, I think we've got a bit realistic in saying that, um, the question Shrewsbury have to ask themselves is, he's very much up and coming, you can't get more up and coming than Sam Ricketts can, you yeah. 36, 37, but does he have, has he done enough, you know, he's three months, in the conference albeit at the top enough um, I have my reservations
1: is, I, I do as well but um, I've got a sneaky feeling that that this is the kind of candidate that uh, Shrewsbury are going to be yeah. looking at quite uh, closely and quite favourably um, if, if you're a by the way, if you're, if you're a young manager, just take the Wrexham job and uh, you'll get snapped to Boyle club because, you know, Dave Gates yeah. and, <laughs> and now Sam Ricketts, so if Chris Doig's looking to start anywhere, there may be a... He'd <laughs> do worse than the race course. Yeah, so,
2: Wrexham's um, a good choice. The, there, the, the, the Wrexham fans are absolutely loving him and they are hating the idea of losing him to Shrewsbury, of course. Mm-hmm. sort of former rivalries there and fans don't exactly see eye to eye and a lot of town fans would turn their nose up at a point in a Wrexham manager, but... Yeah, you, know, you can't argue against his record, and if Town want a young manager that's very much going to be for the future on the way up, I'm sure Sam Ricketts will have a good management career. Then, you know, why not nip it in the bud and get him before he's too settled at Wrexham? Or, you know, I, I think Ricketts could easily have his head turned at this stage by a League One job, and you know, Town have just got to think. Uh, are we content that he could make the step up at this early stage of his career I agree with Joe in the, the kind of candidate that I go for I mentioned Michael Flynn I was just keeping you on your toes by the way seeing if you were awake. <laughs> in, um, in in, I obviously knew who it was hmm. um, And but yeah I agree with Joe in that a Ricketts or Flynn appointment just in terms of people employed at clubs stands out to me I'm sure we'll probably get on to Michael Flynn but there you go we will do we um, will do there's yeah, two left Ricketts very much uh, one to watch. One to watch there. An um, ultimate name out of um, um, and this is Mr. Fleam Yes, this uh, is is Mr. in this picture where he looks absolutely nothing like Sam uh, yeah. but um, um,
1: Yeah. Well, he's posing with a Sky Bet League Two Manager of the Month award. Uh, September, in I think that was. Oh, yeah. well, he looks very happy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't really know what to say because, you know, I. Don't really know a lot about Michael Flynn. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No, um, that's fine. Maybe maybe that's because I've I've been on holiday, or you know, he's he's just a name that I before he's he's coming this shows be running. Honestly, I I hadn't heard of him before.
2: I think you know many town fans have reservations about Michael Flynn because of that reason. You know, my argument would be how many town fans had heard of Paul Hurst. Yeah. And there were very few, trust me, because I remember the reaction when he was appointed. Um, so, think nothing of that. You know, he had a stellar Football League career, Flynn, bit of a, a homeboy, but he's a Newport lad, played mm. for him a couple of times and now manages him. But they gave him the chance, mm. you know, he was a player there, went into caretaker, then got the role. And he's done a great job there.
1: Yeah.
2: When he took the role, I think in a March of a season, he they were, I think, 11 points adrift. He got him to safety on the final day from relegation to the conference. Mm -hmm. From then, he's gone on for a mid-table finish at Newport, who I would suggest have a small League 2 budget at Rodney Parade. While getting that mid-table finish, um, he's took them to the FA Cup fourth round, I believe, a replay at Spurs. You know, Works, sort of builds things up, gets everyone involved, the fans, players, man management, gets a lot out of, you know, more than some of the parts, that kind of thing, like Hurst did at Shrews. Um colleague of ours that covers Warsaw went there in the FA Cup last season and said what he'd built there at, at the ground was was brilliant. And I'm not trying to sell him here, but I just think, for me, I, I, I just think what he's done so far looks and sounds ideal. Mm. Um, I think he'd be interested. I, I do. Um, I've heard that from a couple of places, but why wouldn't you? Do, you know, he's... I can't remember exactly where Newport are at the minute, but they certainly before last weekend, which I think they won, there were six. I think they've gone higher. I don't know if they've quite gone into the top three automatic positions, but what a job he's doing there. I think he's another one, it was put to him, he's not ruled it out. Bit of a come and get me plea, I think, you know, dismissed yeah. the speculation. Where have we all heard that before? Yeah. Um I think if Town made an approach. I'm sure you know, Newport will I'm sure love to flatline reject it, and Town would have to fork out some something significant. <coughs> I think his contract's 2020, so mm. you know you need to pay good books, which they've said they they're gonna be happy to do. Um, I can't see many better candidates. I honestly can't, and I think I think less of a risk and a gamble than Sam Ricketts. Nowhere near as bigger player name career. Yeah. You know Sam Ricketts great for Wolves, and and so on. You know Flynn obviously. Not that that much of a name, no, no. nowhere near a Ricketts or a Nolan, but you can't argue with his 18 months or so in management so far. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I'd like to think he's been heavily considered. Joe is still doing his absolute best to sell Darren Ferguson to us here, isn't he? he is he's um, but he, he wants he wants Daz in. For me, out of all these names and all of them in the running, I'd I'd you know different for for Bowie, I'd go with Flynn.
0: Last one, Mr. Danny Coyne himself. <laughs> is it quite, quite? Is quite fitting, isn't it? Fitting
2: that he's last out.
0: Yeah, well, currently six to one with the bookies. Danny um,
2: hasn't made noises that he wants it though, does he? No, he doesn't. Quite the opposite to that. He does not want it, um, which is a shame. What are you? What Joe is pulling some weird signals with his pictures.
1: Darren Ferguson as the manager, and Danny Coyne. Still in Israel, his uh, role as a goalkeeping coach, big Darren Ferguson fan. It. I don't know why I've warmed to him so much, but I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Is it his three League One promotions? Or it, many the, yeah, I, I don't know. He just. I look at. I'm looking at all these pictures in in front of me, and uh, I don't know if it's just because of the nice picture, but, um, There's a bit of snow in the background,
2: bit of snow. But, but, um, but yeah, you know, Poor Danny Coyne needs a needs needs a mention here because. You know, fans. Want, a lot of fans just, you know, give it, give it to Cooney. You know, he's doing a great job. He's got them all playing for him. The, the uh, attitude of them. He's got it all spot on, and he's doing a fantastic job. But you know, the bottom line is he doesn't want it. He doesn't see himself as a manager. Yeah. Who can blame him? You know, he goes spot on to me when he said football's fickle, and yeah. he's got to stay though, hasn't he? He's got Yeah, to he's stay. Yeah, He's been a club more than five years. He, you need mm-hmm. these kind of stalwarts, don't you? People, fans can connect to and I'm just so pleased that it's going well for him, unlike last time.
0: Yeah, so open, close case there. Right, so those are the runners and riders. Let's talk about ASC Telford very quickly. Um, 50 minutes in, guys. Oh, 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 we? I mean, that segment overran massively. Anyway... such a um, great idea, Luke. I know, it was just too good. Um, up to third in the table, Telford. Uh, lofty heights for them. Um, Tops buzz aren't too far off over. No, no. And, um, you know, they seem to have got things back on track.
1: Five... Um, game unbeaten run uh, Very good win at uh, uh, FC United of Manchester Last time out 2-1 win And uh, Of course turn their attention To the FA Trophy Tomorrow night Going up to Darlington And spoke to Gav this afternoon And he's happy to Have the chance to To right a right wrong From earlier on in the season Lost 3-0 at Darlington That was their first defeat Of the This season At a uh, game where he said Basically just Didn't turn up So Yeah um, He's he's glad to have the chance to put things right. And given how things have gone for them in recent weeks, Darlington are six unbeaten as well. But um, I think Telford will put up much more of a fight uh, at Blackwell Meadows this time around. And, you know, they're playing well. They've got a good system now. It's a um, 3-5-2. Well-drilled players can come in and they don't necessarily seem to be weakened. Of course, lost a player over these last couple of weeks. Um, We'll just touch on that briefly. Adam Dawson. Um, It's an interesting situation, that isn't it? Very interesting situation, (sighs) and um, you know he's. I mean, I I did a story back in, I think it was about August time, September time, where Adam said that he turned down Chester to join Telford, and lo and behold, he's left Telford, and 24 hours later, pitches up at Chester. but the, the the suggestion on Telford's part is that you know Chester did not put in the seven day uh, request, and they would made contact with Dawson, and then he left Telford to then join Chester, which you know Telford argue is the illegal way of uh, doing things. Uh, of course, Dawson has disputed those claims himself. But mm-hmm. uh, we we're, ser- we're searching for kind of a resolution to the matter. Either way, Dawson's gone, and. Um, yeah, he, it, it's a player that has a track record of short stints at clubs, and Telford's, yeah. Telford's been another one. He's got a lot of talent, but he's got to realise it somewhere because, you know, the way he's going, he's 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 having a lot. He's tearing through a lot of clubs. Um, he'll run out soon. He'll run out soon. Yeah, you can't you can't keep doing that, and um, not in now circumstances anyway. Yeah, you're burning um,
0: a lot of bridges, aren't you? Yeah,
1: and. Um, Matt barnes armour, I mean, at Telford, he's got, I think he, he's had about 26 clubs, but, I mean, everywhere pretty much speaks so highly of him. He, he's having suitors, you know, he has club That's clubs for that reason, because, you know, he the same as an asset and clubs want to bring him in. But the other way around, if you keep, you know, have so much talent, but you kind of, you know, perhaps too brash about it as Dawson perhaps has been then you're kind of I think hovering a dangerous line
2: would have made a complaint let's see if anything comes of it from the FA or whatever it is um, you know he's gone move on kind of thing you yeah, know, uh, he did, didn't play with wingers did they no they didn't.
1: he didn't really fit the system and 3-5-2 uh, he's an out and out winger he's not going to do the def- defensive work And but it, am I right
2: in saying even when they played 4-4-2 four, four,
1: no that, so. no and Gav's said something to the effect that um, you know he, he, he wanted to that he wouldn't be starting 90 minutes every week and he wanted to use him as an impact player and I think from from the outside looking in of course I haven't seen him over the last few weeks due to being on holiday but um, I think just there's been a bit of a difference in opinion there um, mm. and that's what ultimately left Tudor leaving the club I don't think they'll miss him all too all too much but in you know
0: let's see what he does at Chester yeah let's see um, one last one on Telford can they get promoted here is, is something special happening uh, I mean I think Johnny Drury yes. Johnny
1: Drury did a did a pretty good comment piece in the week about you know could we be onto something special with Telford and um we could um I don't know if you'd describe him as a special team mm-hmm. and I don't think you'd describe table toppers bradford park avenue um as, as a as a special team what the ball far is very solid yeah uh, very well drilled and very ball buying into uh, what the manager wants them to do and at National League North level, if you can get that consistency, not necessarily blow teams away, because you can see a team like a Minster in who can beat somebody four or five the one yeah. week, but then lose four or five the week after. That's, yeah. it's if you've got that mid, nice middle ground, you're kind of getting the odd draw here and there, you but then you're winning, you know, your 2 ones, your one-nils, and if you carry on doing that. You, you, it's surprising in National League North that can take you a long way. Salford were like that really last or, season.
2: Are more than a sum of their parts a bit a la Shrews last season? P-
1: perhaps yeah perhaps. I think there is parallels to be drawn um, everybody's really united behind Karen's message as the players were under Paul Erst. Um but yeah just kind of at that point where if you just prove to be steady as uh, Salford were last season I, okay. I'd, I'd They didn't really blow Telford away necessarily in either game. They were just just very well drilled, you know, and you've got the right players in the right positions. Injuries go your way. And um, yeah, Telford, for me, you know, playoffs certainly not out of the question. I think they're very much capable of doing that.
2: Yeah, I just think it's getting close to Christmas now, isn't it? They're what third? You know, he always says we'll reassess Christmas time, New Year. I think they know in their heart of hearts now that. You know they're not gunning for fourteenth anymore. No, if they can Clearly. keep
1: Daniel Udo fit, that, that 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 is that is a key because of course they have got other goal scorers, but you know if you have got somebody in, in double figures and you can keep them fit, yeah, and um, then yeah, it. Bar, barring a you know an injury to Udo and perhaps an injury to Sutton and Street, you know these yeah. real key players, I think I think you know playoffs, yeah, certainly achievable.
0: Great to see as well, because the fans have had it not mm-hmm. so great over recent years, have they? Uh, let's quickly touch on double out strikers. No nominations this this time around because we're, we're far too busy. Because we? we're running out of candidates. We're running out of candidates. We're going to make it a uh, a monthly oh, nomination right. from now on. Like um, it, yeah. We want, we want to keep it special. Join sure, so, well, Mike Phillips and his brother at the party. Well, I'm yeah. fed up
2: with like, getting absolutely mugged off in that competition <laughs> anyway. And after all my research, getting mugged off by Joe Edwards, who just puts like 20 seconds of uh, work rate in and, and gets the win. So I'm not too disappointed by that. News. Yeah. So, Joe, let's get a quick update on our double barrelled strikers.
1: Yes. So, Avana Amadi has scored a second goal. Yes.
2: Now. He, I, I'm trying, I, I, Joe has been in charge of this segment. And I'm trying to rack my brains. He hasn't yet scored in the league, and doesn't particularly look like scoring in the no. league. He's been playing, which he, you know, I'm playing okay. Uh, but if we're going by goals,
1: he scored in the Central League Cup. He the, has the, scored the, in the that. historic, yeah, Central League massive, Cup, massive, massive, right
2: alongside um, the FA Cup. Uh, yes, he scored at Warsaw, didn't he? Yeah, correct. And he'd also scored in the the home Central League Cup game. Was it? Was it? He, I, I we're struggling here. I L- Luke said to me that he scored. Oh, I thought last it was last week. weekend. That was in the league. No, he's no, you know he's, uh, he's he's not scored in the league. Maybe I got my Royals Amari
1: Morgan Smith scored. So Amari Holloway must must still be on one then.
2: Yes, I, I well yeah. Move on. I will check as okay, we speak. Okay,
1: so top of the pile. We know this much is Lionel John Lewis. Absolutely, he, smashing he's smashing it. He's he got he got. I think he's got three in the Central League Cup, one in
2: the league, and one in the Checker trade. trade. That's correct.
1: So Lionel, the shop. <laughs> he away. got a
2: great shop chant at Salford last night, and <laughs> I thought we're on the telly. You know, with the fact the town fans are proper giving it the big and you know mm. his name in the shop for all the nation to hear. You know they barely ever sing it at any other games. And they've got that
1: bloke Twitter. We've got that bloke called John Lewis. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. own Twitter advert. So come on, let's get. Lenny I one. nearly. I was yeah. going to tweet that. You let's know, get, get Lenny, Lenny involved. Yeah, yeah come on. Um, so Lenny's leading the way on five. Amari Morgan Smith um, got himself a goal at uh, FC United, ended a twelve-game drought. Significant, um, oh, very his good. His first into the opening day. So, about to gavin a little bit, little bit about him this afternoon, and I'll give you a bit of a spoiler for what's in uh, tomorrow's oh, night spoiler. Um But just uh, it's not, it's not my main story, but it's just in, <laughs> in, in the preview. That uh, <laughs> little it, tidbit. Yeah, he feels that. Um, Amari's performances have been much more up to scratch over the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. A bit of a suggestion that he wasn't really up to the standard that Gavin expects of him. Um, of course, a player who's got a lot of experience in National North. Um, but yeah, he's he's got himself a goal, so he's up to two. Uh, Amari Holloway, we double checking I think yep. he, he's pretty much he's he's on one. He's on one. He's either. on
2: one, and he scored it. He scored against Warsaw. Warsaw. I, I haven't gone to these Central League Cup games. Uh, he didn't score in the win against Bristol Rovers. Um, in the first Central League Cup so, game, so and he didn't score against Tranmere that you get, went to the no, six 0 did he? He didn't. Um, and I'm, I'm struggling so so to he, see. He's on what? I think that's. On I one. think that was his first goal at Waterloo in that huge affair. Um, you know he, he's been playing in the league under Cooney and the back end of, of John Askey's, um reign and needs a league goal. You know he does offer things. He wins headers and occupies def <coughs> Sorry, defenders, but he needs a goal. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Matt Barnes. I'm still goalless, but in, in fairness to him, he he, he hasn't played. So
0: yeah, come on, Matt. Let's, 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 get, let's get a goal on there. All right. Touch on TNS very quickly. Um, lost to in town, one nil. Two nil win over Barry. The sixth, second place. Second place. In...
1: This this Welsh league this year. It's it's not it's not a foregone yeah. conclusion this year. I think this is probably the toughest TNS have had it for a fair few years now.
0: Yeah, so let's see if they can pick that back up. Right, I've got a quiz for you guys. A quiz. <laughs> wow. One way you can work together. You're not against each other this Ooh, time. Oh, teamwork makes the dream work. do yeah. you fancy it. Yeah. Yeah. Buzzing. Alright, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. We've got about. What's is it? Is Phoenix? it a topic? The topic is Shropshire football. Ah, oh, excellent. There Wouldn't is no I less. in team,
2: but there is me. Exactly. M A. I expect Joe will carry this team. I hope it's not a quiz that will ask the difference between Flynn and Ricketts. Uh, Fears you will not be doing well. Yeah, and right. uh, Go, yeah. come on,
0: it's it's in the it's in the shape of who wants to be a millionaire, the new format where there's twelve questions, not fifteen. Can we can still find a friend? Yes, as long um, as you put them on speakerphone.
2: <laughs> oh, that, that could be interesting, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah you, can, you can like
0: use, you can use you can use you can use your lifelines. Interesting. So um, I'm sure you all know how 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 um, how it works. Who wants to be a millionaire? You start with five hundred pound. You work your slowly, <laughs> slowly up. Twelve this question conf- is coming worth. from
2: your pay packet, is it? Or... Certainly not, <laughs> Joe.
0: Joe. Joe Edwards. Maybe if you can afford all these <laughs> holidays. Um, and if you get all twelve right, one million quid. You can work together. You can confer. You can use your lifelines. Right. First question: Five hundred pound. Where are Shrewsbury Town currently based in League One? Are they second, eighth, sixteenth, or twenty-second? Sixteenth. 16th is right. As you can imagine, these opening questions will be Yeah, a little conferring yeah. needed yeah. Yeah. there, but yeah. yeah. For £1,000, who preceded Paul Hurst as Shrewsbury Town manager? Was it Mickey Mellon, John Askey, Paul Merson or Graham Turner, who was in ahead of him? Joe?
1: Mickey Mellon? Mickey yeah, Mellon yeah, is yeah. right. <laughs> no, it was a I, trick I, question.
0: I, I didn't then. want to keep um, keep <laughs> up answering him and leaving Joe out of it. Shaky ground already. No, not at all. Which double-barreled player made his way into the Hall of Fame in the last podcast? <laughs> right. Was it Danzel Saint Louis Hamilton, Trent Alexander Arnold, Matthew Barnes Homer, or Benoit Suvarcato? Was it old Matty? It was Matty Barnes arnold
2: Another yeah. another robbery from Jumpstarters. Going <laughs> with his heart rather than his head. It was yeah. indeed Matty broken Barnes, heart. In fact.
0: <laughs> Five thousand pound. What was Luke's favourite food from John Pesaris' delightful breakfast buffet in the last episode? uh, Was it bacon beans hash brown or mushrooms? Mushrooms. Mushrooms is right, it was a mushroom.
2: The food
1: that I do not touch because of its squidgy,
0: squelchy texture. All the more
2: familiar. Some could say there wasn't mushroom left on that plate.
0: Oh dear. Moving on, come on. I nearly swore then. I nearly (laughs) swore. For £10,000, which club did Adam Dawson controversially move to from AFC Telford? Oh, wow. Chester, Chorley, Chichester, or Cheltenham? <laughs> Chester. Chester, indeed. For £20,000. Now, um, this is where it's going to get tricky. Okay. What episode of the Shropshire
2: Football Podcast is this? I know. Eight. Yeah, just because... Hold on, we need the options, but yeah. Five, six, seven, or eight? Eight. Eight, and I only knew that from the start. You said the, at the start. <laughs> wow, I,
1: I tried to get We were paying quickly. attention. I, I remember the last one was Seventh Heaven with
0: Pod and Chips. So, ah, and, yes. So,
1: yeah. We're flying
0: it. Very well done. £50,000. Who is Shrewsbury Town's current top goal scorer this season? <sighs> Greg Doherty, Lee Angle, Oliver Norburn, or Luke Waterfall? What? All comps. All comps. Hold
2: on. Hold on. Someone call the referee. And Luke's in trouble. Got three options again.
0: Greg Doherty, Leangol, Angol, Oli Norburn, or Luke Waterfall. Or oh. uh, do you think it's another one?
2: He scored is, two goals last night. This
0: is from the BBC football website. Mate. No, I'm not calling you into. Uh, no, it's um... call...
1: Greg Docherty's called.
0: Oh, Fagiri. It's not him, mate. Not according to BBC
2: football. <laughs> Ollie Norman has five. Greg Doherty has five. That's
0: incorrect, according to the BBC football website. Oh really? They don't count.
2: They don't count. trophy games. Uh that could be the source of issues.
0: Baby, I'm sure
1: BBC don't count Did trophy you, games. Anyway,
2: yeah, Fijiri got his six of the season last night. He got a hat trick in that six nil. Yeah. Um, so none of them count. Well, <laughs> well, no, and, uh, and got a double last night, that's five in his first league goal of the season, six on. Yeah, it's it's a bit murky because we're all counting checker trade or not or, or whatever. Um, I don't know what it would be from the point of view of the quiz uh, without checker trade.
1: Angle's got four in the league.
2: Yeah, bloody hell. Um, Waterfall's got three. Um, three. Doherty has. He scored against Tram there, didn't he? Yeah, uh, he scored last night
0: do you, do you want to use 50-50 or yeah, ask come on. the audience 50-50 yeah. you're left with Oliver Norburn or Leanne It's
2: it's got to be it's got to be no, well Norburn got a brace the weekend I'm just going through the other competition games not counting the checker trade dare you use another lifeline oh, it's, it's, I'm sure it's Norburn mate I'm sure Norburn's got five goals and they're all in the league I think um, You're the Shrewsbury Town correspondent. That's yeah, correct. No pressure. Um, should we? No, nah, we need to save the lifelines, don't we? I mean, for for all intents and purposes, it is actually Frigieri. I'd like to point out. But yeah, Norban.
0: Norban yeah. is right. Yes. According to BBC Sport, he just can't the league. Yeah. 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 Well, look, yeah. League, league and FA yeah. Cup, I yeah. think yeah. back exactly. So that's fifty grand in the bank. Seventy-five oh. grand. What was the first official sponsor name for the new Meadow? Was it the Pro Strike Stadium, the Pro Star Stadium, the Prostate Stadium? Or wow. Pro Shine Stadium? <clears throat> You're struggling, Joe? Yeah, I, 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 I suspect you now, but go I, through them again. Pro Strike Stadium, Pro Star Stadium, Pro State Stadium, or Pro Shine Stadium? Be Pro Star. Pro Star is right. <sighs> it is right. You seem shaky on that one, though. You knew just, it, did you? Just for just for effect. Here we go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> winding joke. For hundred grand, what is the official capacity of the new Bucks head? Yeah. Not this. This is not just seating overall capacity. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fifty-four hundred, thirty-two hundred, sixty-three hundred, or seventy-one hundred.
1: Pretty sure it's
0: sixty-three. Um we, This is a look. penultimate question. Yeah. No, no, no. You've got three more. So I had a figure in my head, which was like 6,128. But okay. Do this you, this stat is f- direct from the Telford website, so this one can't be wrong. Yeah, okay.
2: And what we've got, phone a friend or you, wh- who's you the got, audience? you phone a
0: friend or ask the audience. The audience is me. So do you
2: give us your opinion on I'll the give right you, I'll give you
0: percentages.
2: Ah, yeah. like it. Okay. Yeah, go on then. Yeah. You want, you want to ask the audience? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 64%.
0: Say 6,300. Ah, uh, So that's the winner. 10% say 7,100. 9% say 3,200. And the rest say 5,400. So it's overwhelming, isn't it? It's quite a landslide. It's 6,300. Yeah.
1: 6,300
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. 6, is right. Well done, you? Joe. You've got one lifeline left. Phone, You've a got your phone a friend. I'm left.
2: wondering which town contact to phone uh, and who's going to pick up for purposes of the you party. could You could ring someone on the sports desk. Yeah. Someone who's got access to Google, is that not allowed? <laughs>
0: I mean, I can't, I can't call him out on it. Okay. <laughs> For t- £250,000, in what year was Shrewsbury Town FC founded? Oh dear. 1878,
2: 1886, 1890, or 1895? I'm struggling oh. here, Joe. I'll be
1: honest. I'm struggling. <laughs> I had a feeling there was a four in
2: there. Did you? I'm really struggling. 78. Stands out as the earliest, but I don't think it was that. Early. <laughs> Joe's going through the photos through from the mug. To find an established. I don't in... think Gary Bowie is going to tell you. Where. I intentionally uh. picked an Ipswich picture for last. We don't have any. We don't. I think we're going to have to call. See, now I'm thinking: Do we call Stuart Dunn, Mister Town. <clears throat> if they don't answer them, I mean, you've got Matt
0: Mayer right, right out there.
2: Yeah, I know, but I don't really want to just Google
0: it, but. I don't think we need to call anyone. Well, no. Come on, come on. What? Come on, read them out again. 1878. No, it's not that. 1886,
1: 1890
0: or 1895?
2: Is, is it on the badge? I can picture it somewhere. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 86. Oh yeah. Oh man. Oh, well, what What is the point of uh, phone a friend if we're not going to... Uh, should we save it, or do we... I think we've got to save that for the million-pound
1: question if we get there. Oh,
2: oh, okay. Man. Are you going with 86? I'm, I'm happy to um, put it all on, um, Joe.
1: Eighteen eighty
0: six. Nailed it. It eighteen yes. eighty six. Yes. Yes! Jobs. yes. Five yes. fives all over. Right for five. Huge. For 500.
2: What's that, I guess?
1: Uh, it was a... I, I was trying to picture it in my head, and I thought it's definitely not a...
2: It's yet. on the front of the record book that yeah. sits on my... Desk. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Come think, on. yeah incredible. Five hundred grand. Shrewsbury Town. Shrewsbury Town's record attendance at the New Meadow. Okay. It's ten thousand two hundred and ten. Yeah. Who was that against? All right. So either Manu or Chelsea. Yeah. Warsaw, Manu, Chelsea, or Blackburn.
2: Okay. I think the answer is <laughs> Chelsea. Where they got added uh, the, the, stands the, in the, the corners. It, yeah. And obviously they played United after that but I don't think it... No. I'm sure, just from the amount of times I've looked on the wiki page of Shrewsbury Town, which is obviously often to go to the squad list, I'm sure it says Chelsea, Chelsea. and I'm sure it's Chelsea. So, is this a penultimate question? It's is, isn't the it? The penultimate is question, there, I I Craig, Yeah, 500 k We're confident with Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea, aren't we? Yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea
0: is correct. Yes. This is incredible. The million
2: pound I genuinely question. thought we wouldn't.
0: This one will relate to both of you. Both of your reporting habits. <sighs> AFC Telford lost 2-1 to Shrewsbury Town in the latest meeting in pre-season. Who missed a penalty in that encounter? Joe was there, I was on a holiday. Steph Morley, Amari Morgan-Smith, Vajiri Okunabiri, or Lanell John
2: Lewis? Was it Lenny? It was Lenny. It was Lenny. Are you sure? It was Lenny. We don't need to phone anyone. It was Lenny. He knows
0: it. You think you know it? It
2: was Lenny. Are you sure? Positive, <laughs> we're going Lenny. I think I remember reading your tweet about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, Le- Lenny. Yeah, I remember saying it was a poor penalty. Yeah, Lenny.
2: Go He's on, done it. Yeah, Lionel John Lewis. Wow. Indeed, friend and friend. Yes. Highlights of the eight episodes so far. That is incredible.
0: Yes. Unbelievable. We One do. million pounds. I'm expecting
2: a genuine Greg's related prize from Luke Hatfield. One surely. million. Pounds. one million pounds <laughs> has anyone ever won it without using all three lifelines <laughs> wow. there,
0: there was a guy who won it I remember he rung up on the final question he knew the, he knew the answer but he rung up his dad and said just ringing to tell you I know what the answer
2: is did he yeah oh, class. I just remember the one who cheated
0: um, Yeah. Uh, look, look, that up. look that up guy who's super confident absolutely nails it rattles through and he's like I'm just ringing to tell you I know the answer and he answer did get is. it and he got it right yeah. nailed it madness oh that was,
2: uh, that was fun thanks Luke no worries yeah, yeah. that was Good we're, fun.
0: we're a minute and 13 in and we haven't done the previews yet so we're going to have to fly through these one hour previews. and 13 oh, an hour did I say yeah. a minute and 13? it's been a long part it's been a long
1: minute we'll let you
0: off yeah. alright quickly uh, Shrewsbury Town versus Wickham side by side in league one yeah. um, more chance for Shrewsbury to climb in mid table and in- another chance for Danny Coyne to <laughs> impress even though he don't want a job
2: <laughs> An interesting game because of the three wins there's only one been in the league so if they can keep this form momentum going you know they can seriously climb Climb up if they, you know, they've got Wickham Saturday, Plymouth. Who are Wickham are right next to them, Plymouth are right down the bottom. I mean, you take four points minimum. If you take six, you should have got every chance of being, you know, shooting up to twelve, something like that, mm-hmm. before a new gaffer potentially even comes in. Um, these are big games in the league against the teams in and around them, below them. Um, very interesting one because I think you know you've got Wickham have come up. You know, have a style of football when Fenn was up front. Um, looking direct for him. Apparently, he's injured. Don't know if he's sort of rated definitely out. He's on his way back. Bryn Morris can't play. Town Loney, one of their better players in midfield, though they have got danger men. They have won four in a row at Adams Park. Um, they have actually had to drafted, in, they've drafted in an emergency loan keeper in David Stockdale, um, who actually played on an emergency loan for Southend against Town earlier in the season uh, because of injuries at Wickham. So, a couple of factors in this one. I'm... I'm confident of an away win. I can see a draw as well, but I, yeah, I'm going two-one Shrews.
0: Yeah, that's your prediction, Joe. You got a prediction
2: for that one? Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm back. I'm back in. I'm back in Salah as well. I'm back in um, as well.
2: Four wins out of four, coiny. Yeah, we'll that's
0: cheeky, it. A go cheeky one there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Telford versus Darlington FA Trophy uh, Friday night. This one, uh, winnable game. Darlington, 15th in National League North at the moment. Going count as the playing well. Telford going to win this one <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I wanted a quick preview and Jay, uh, uh,
1: yeah, is, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah but as I mentioned bad teams in decent form Telford eager to right the wrongs uh, from Blackwell Medals last time out uh, he was three nil defeat all goals coming in the second half just basically just slumped uh, to the first loss of the season um, Gavin made an interesting point that Probably people were hoping for a home tie against Lara Opposition on a Saturday. Um, the, instead, they've got a league rival on a Friday night. But he said we he, he should be grateful because he was looking at either Curzon, um, Blythe or um, Darlington, the teams who he felt didn't really perform anywhere near the best at yeah. um, to go and put things right. So they've got the bit between the teeth. And as I say, with the recent form, I'd back them to uh, come away with, with at least, uh, uh, you know, at least the name in the hat, perhaps a, a replay.
0: Yeah, who wouldn't want a cup, Renee? Yeah, I'm going
2: one-one replay at the book said.
0: No, I'm going two-nil Telford. Two, nil,
1: yeah, Telford. I think I think I think Telford will do it. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm just going to go for a sneaky one 0 again. Could it. have a
2: run in it this year, couldn't they, trophy?
1: Yeah, it's a competition. Gav's keen to do well. In um, got to the final as a player with uh, Canby Island, uh, so he wants to. Uh, he really wants to do well and. Um, Yeah, he he didn't get to a Wembley final because the stadium was being rebuilt, so it was played at your boys' Grand Villa Park. uh, Great ground. So, uh, yeah, he'd like to create more memories in the competition. Let's hope he does. (laughs) Let's
0: hope so for both of them. So that that wraps it up. Long podcast. Sensational podcast. But one with ups and downs. Had everything, didn't it? It's been a rollercoaster ride. Yeah. Life is a rollercoaster. Just
1: got to ride it, as uh, Ryan and Katie once sang.
2: (laughs) Our favourite part is Joe's loving for Darren Ferguson.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty special. I, I mean, mean, if it comes off, you might need my job.
2: I'll say hello, you know. You'll put your head around the door. If and when flick <laughs> Flickets or Flickets, <laughs> I've just combined yeah, Flynn and Ricketts. You've created a, pl- a managerial candidate. Oh. Flickets, If and when Flynn or Ricketts comes off, I'm not gonna tell them I didn't know what they looked like. I will, because I'll be okay. there. Yeah, I'll be there Lovely. doing the video. Right, that wraps it up.
0: Uh, thanks for thanks listening. Thanks if you made to it, everyone <laughs> for, for bearing through this one hour and seventeen minute podcast. But all that's left is for me to thank Lewis. Thanks Luke. Pleasure. thank Joe. Thank you. And to thank you guys for listening.